welcome. This is Mibbit Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. Hi, my name is Rachel Claver and I'm the host of Mapit Marketing. About once a fortnight, Sarah Galbraith from The Social Approach and I do an Instagram Live where we share updates, changes in the way that we're applying social media to our business and how we are recommending it to our clients. It's a real kind of true the fat session where we go through all the different things we're trying and testing, what's worked and what hasn't, and then we share them with you. Our lives are quite popular, but we know that not everyone can be there for our Instagram Live or want to sift through 40 minutes of video. So we've turned this into a little mini podcast extra to add to your current Mappet Marketing enjoyment. So settle in, listen to our stories as we talk about how we are using social media in real life as it changes in our businesses. Hello, it's Rachel Claver, and welcome to our regular session with Sarah Galbraith. Um, She has uh, from The Social Approach, and she and I are going to be sharing with you a whole bunch of different things that we are trialing, what we've learned, what we've seen across social media in the last two weeks. Um, This is a live video that I'm doing with you, um, but it's also going to be a podcast on the Mappet Marketing Podcast. If you miss some of this, you should be able to listen and catch the audio then. And for those of you listening on the podcast, hello. I'm just waiting for Sarah to jump on board now, so hopefully she'll be here. We're going to cover a whole bunch of things. Um, So we're going to cover um, some Instagram changes. I'm going to share a little bit about uh, my launch this week and kind of what I learned from it as well. And we're going to walk through and share things that we're trying, things that we find difficult and um, share with you just from what we're experiencing. We um, are going to share what we found works with our clients as well and just help you unpick all the crazy noise and things around the landscape of digital marketing and how to make it work. So Sarah's just going to jump on in just a moment. If you have any questions or you want to know anything, um, you can find out and, and ask the questions and answer. Hello, Sarah. It's lovely to see you. Hi, Rachel. How are you? I am. I'm super excited because one, yes. I worked out how to start this properly. Hi, Kirsty. By the way, it's good to see you. Two, I've actually remembered to plug in my um thing. Three, yes. I have the notes that we're going to cover set up <laughs> so I can see it. I just feel like this is going to be good. You are on fire. I have one organized better Wi-Fi, but it's still coming. I have two moved upstairs today, so I am closer to the Wi-Fi. And three, what was your last one? I had one that was going to go with that. Uh, I've got the notes. Oh, you've got the notes. You're organized. Hats off to you. (laughs) Well, I would like to say that, but I have, I realized something terrible about myself today. And it kind of relates to what we're talking about here. I have realized that one of my biggest strengths is I'm an action taker, but my biggest weakness is I'm an action taker. And and what I mean by (laughs) that is I don't want to do all the work before I start taking action. Right. I've worked out. Like I'll I'll hear a snippet and go, and then I do a whole lot of stuff and then I don't listen to the rest of it to see if it was actually a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's called an activator, isn't it? In the, um, in the Gallup, whatever it is, yeah. the Gallup uh, Strength Finder. It's called an activator. And I am not an activator, but I am an includer. And, nice. Yes. And 
my husband Andy, he is the visionary. He is he verbalizes everything, and I have adaptability. So I'm like, like say with someone like you, I'm like that you know vision and action. I'm like, okay, let's go. And no, no, the direction's changed. I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> so I've got no, adaptability. I so I'm I'm all good going with the flow because that's my nature that's and I think we were, we were talking earlier in the week actually about our natures because you know you having a launch me having a launch mm. but our natures are very very different in that you are a goal setter but and I am I have never been a goals person that didn't show up in my strength finder at all so to be doing this launch um is kind of whoa for me and you know I think there's a lot of people in business that aren't necessarily the, normally the big thinkers but we're stepping outside our comfort zones mm -hmm. but then we need people like you in our lives because you keep us on track motivated next steps come on <laughs> okay so that's a really good like i've got a list and, and number four was the launch in the course but i actually thought it'd be helpful because i know you're launching your big thing and i thought i might share kind of what what i wanted to happen what the outcome of what i did happened and then what I found difficult, because I thought maybe it will help you, but it will also help anyone else that's listening, like whether it's Kirsty or Jack who's joined or other people, um, to cool. understand kind of what that process looked like. I think that's a brilliant idea. I think like launches, a launch isn't just a one-off. Like a no. launch can be over and over and over. And I know for the next year, I've got sort of four relaunches of it as we go mm -hmm. planned which is crazy for me not being the future person, but here I am. But I would love for you to share your advice with all of us, what you've learned, okay. what you already know. Let's package it up and take some gold out of this. Okay, Thank you. so one of, I think the biggest thing is like, I know you said that I have goals. Um, I have goals, but my goals tend to be around completion and stuff. I'm not very good at like picking a number and going, I want to achieve that. And I actually learned it from Brie from Simple Life Social. I think she's renamed her business actually, but when she was working with me, she'd go, oh, let's set a goal of like 20 people to come to this webinar or something like that. And I'd be like, well, what if we don't hit that? Because I like having goals I can hit. So right. sometimes having a number makes it scary. But I, I, I looked at it and I went, okay, my goal is I would like to sell eight people, or sorry, 10 people to, to buy the course in the first week. That was my goal. And I kept it small. I knew that I could probably do more than that, but I kept it to something that I felt I would have to work a little bit to achieve, but not so hard that I couldn't structure. So I think that really helped. Um, not having a goal makes it hard to push through to kind of get that number, I think. So mm. I definitely think having a number goal in mind is good. The second thing that I really learned, or two things, one, I actually used a kind of an American style sort of selling process where I contacted people way more than I personally felt comfortable with. Mm, um, so I, I just, that's all I want to do. And that should be enough. And people should just buy my stuff. Like that's how I kind of feel like it should go. Yeah. But looking at this thing, I went, okay, if I'm going to commit to this and I'm going to get this and I have to trust that the process, I'm going to take my learning and go, okay. So I had, I wrote four emails um, that went out to different segments of the audience, like three different segments. So that was like 12 emails in total. I had a plan for my stories. I had a plan for my post, uh, posting a little bit and also my group. And I stuck to that. Now, one thing I really learned was that I did a lot of prep beforehand. So I jazzed people up before they came. So they knew. So I had like a pre-launch interested list, which I want you to do. Like yes. kind of like a, 
it's like go hey i've got something exciting coming i yes. want you to come and be part of it so you got that email list so that was yes. definitely part 20 percent of the people that were on that list bought from me that's a that really high a, conversion rate that's a really high number that's yeah. amazing so that that really worked um and then i did it but i'll tell you what i learned i didn't get all my prep done and this is good for you because you're a plan you are a planner with prep like you are meticulous with this stuff and i'm a bit slapdash <laughs> and i lost energy by wednesday like mm. i was tired because i was trying to do launch and a normal work week and i was tired and i kind of needed i kind of thought that i'd be able to do a few other bits that week and i just yeah. wing it i was too tired so i've yeah. reckon i my goal was to, to sell 10 places we actually sold 20. that's incredible which Thank is awesome congratulations yeah you. i was really yeah. happy um, we had five people on the Monday email me and ask if they could get the discount. And I said no, because I'd made it really strict that it was that time. Well that, done. Was kind of, that was hard for me because I'm a people pleaser, but I really wanted to do that. But I will say that if you are going to do any launching, like if you're going to launch anything, you must do all the launch prep the week before minimum you do the launch because launch week it's kind of like getting married like when you get married and you're at that wedding you don't want to be sitting and organizing when the flowers are coming it has to be pre-arranged before the day so all your launch week everything has to be written scheduled sorted planned organized exactly so that it can just roll out and then it also forces you to roll it out <laughs> i think that's really good advice for me and for other people doing launches because Contrary to popular belief, I am more a winger. So I am just, for me, having a launch coming up. And my first real major launch, like I, I did a small launch, you know, last year or whenever it was when I was doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I'm not doing that now. But um, for me, that planning ahead, like I know that I'm, for my thing, I'm putting in lots of work right now because I am terrified of dropping the ball, right? Mm. I'm terrified of dropping the ball. If there's people signing up something, you don't want to drop the ball halfway through. So I think that planning is really solid advice. And when you said it to me, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Because I, I like, I'm, I know the direction I'm going, but I'm like you often, I, you're not always like this, but sometimes I know we both are. We will write the post on the day and that's a real temptation for us to get into because we write posts all the time and but this is also a covid world and yes. so we have to be prepared for the fact that we might not feel well yes on launch week exactly we might be awesome we might be just beautifully healthy yes but with the changing nature right now no one wants to drop the ball because they've got a cold a sore throat and i did whatever it is not today i had to oh. go get a COVID test oh. and i was like is this the start of me having to be like stuck at home for like 24 days or something like i was just like but so i had that if i didn't have the plan i would have been sunk at all that work yes oh and that is the last thing anyone wants when you put in all that prep to be taken out exactly. through lack of preparation exactly. with those final things i think that advice is gold and everyone go and write it down go write it in your notebook because it's and, uh, it's should i give gold. you the structure that i did by the way yes, like I, the Tell first us. day i just did like a we're open we've launched this is how many days you've got to get the deal the second day i did a 
testimonials one. So I actually had like a beta, some beta testers. So I got a couple of testimonials and I used the testimonial and I did this across the board. So whatever I did in the emails was everywhere else. So mm -hmm. I did a testimonial the second day, the third day I answered frequently asked questions. Yes. And then the last one, which was a few days after that, I probably could have fitted another email in to be honest, but I didn't write them and I totally had run out of puff. But on the very last day of launch, I did a, hey, look, I know it's the weekend, but this is the last day. And we did get like six, I think we got oh, maybe five orders on that day from that email. So that very last, last minute one. That's amazing. So it really, and it feels pushy, but we had no unsubscribes during the week. So it definitely does make a difference. And I told people, look, this is going to happen. I did say in that first email, guys, I'm launching this week. So there will be four emails. Just ignore them if you don't want them. We just go back to regular mm. emails afterwards. So I kind of <laughs> make sure that I do that, you know. So I think I think that that's a really important part of it as well. And I and measuring doing the same thing on every platform, the same message made it much more manageable for me. Okay, so you used exactly the same across all Pretty of Pretty much, just the same. Like I used the same testimonial mm. or I pulled a bit out. And the other thing that I found was useful is I didn't use my Instagram feed. I only use it once because I do feel that the feed, and this is something just around Instagram, and let's, we'll start talking about Instagram in a minute, but yeah. I do think that for me, the feed should not have a lot of promotional stuff in it. I you know, agree. it really should be about building that relationship and building that need to work with us. So I don't want to fill my whole field with launch, 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 because that's only really catering to a really small number of people. So yeah. I use my stories heavily to do that. And I definitely converted people through my stories. There you go. See, that's a lot of people will do it the other way around. Where they'll yes. use their stories completely for behind the scenes and yes. for anything informational or sales. But actually, turn that on its head and you've got a winning formula. Absolutely. Oh. That has totally mm. changed. I just now use stories pretty much for all my selling. Yeah, so interesting. And what, what are you finding with the people that don't go into stories? Tell me about that. Well, they're ca I'm capturing them in other places, I think. You right. know, like, I, I, they did get that first one. I still put, like, a link to it in post, but it was like, oh, I happen to be talking about this in my thing, and, oh, it's a launch week. But it was just a mm. gentle call to action instead of a big yeah. launch a post. Yeah. yeah. I love gentle calls to action. I did me a... Too. Um, yeah. I think calls to action, especially in your feed, there's, uh, you know, there's different trains of thought, but in some people are like, you should use your feed to sell, 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 and like you and I, we're more like, okay, this is building trust. Um, it's showing yourself as an expert. It's building rapport and relationship. And I think calls to action are still really important. But as someone commented today, they were like, oh, I hadn't thought of using calls to action because I only ever thought of them as sales. But yes. it might be just a DM me or a double follow or, or yeah. A, yeah, like the one I did yesterday, you know, smoothie flavors you know because it's all engagement and it's it is. And when someone interacts on your feed it means they're more likely to see your future posts and when you get to that launch they're more likely to see it yeah and i've been doing i think the thing with the launch too is that most people that are just hanging out on your on your feed and not in your stories are not your most engaged people and when you look at that mm -hmm. customer journey you know, like really we want people who are ready to, I, you know, I've just from this book would be a spider called a web and I say it's the hub. We want people who mm. are ready to come and visit me at the hub or are ready to buy. 
and they are on the feed, but they're really more on the stories. Like people that are coming and watching your stories are your most engaged people. So yeah. if you should really only be selling to your most engaged people. Like you might catch the odd freak wave of someone, yeah. but that won't, that won't impact as much. Yeah, most of your sales are not going to come through your feed. Yeah, exactly. But that's where you build, that's where you build authority though, I think, and yes. trust. Authority Educational, and trust. connected yeah. material. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, so tell me a little bit about what you've done about Instagram this week, because you're always up with the play. Have you seen anything in the last couple of weeks that you've gone, oh, that's interesting? Ah, uh, well, I've, I think I mentioned to you last time that we chatted that I had noticed a change with Adam Aseri's styles of reels, and I'm seeing that continue. He's doing his oh. communication-type reels, uh, communication-type videos. He's turned into reels, and he's doing that. And they are, of course, longer. And so yes. yesterday I experimented with doing a, it was a real risk. I experimented with a long reel and yes. I knew that for Instagram, long reels do not normally go down well because yeah. you need, Instagram's only going to show them to people if they watch, keep watching it. So I experimented with a long reel and me talking. So those are not, when it comes to reels, those are not winning factors. No. But... <laughs> I won. I feel like I won the internet. <laughs> that is amazing. I, Tell me what happened. I know. So it it just picked up view, views, picked up views, picked up views, and they just keep going all night. And people were saying, Sarah, I watched that right till the end. So I, um, I, so I think when you can do, so I've, I've realized there is a place for longer mm. content and reels. Yep. Adam Masseri is doing it. So if he's doing it, he's modeling what Instagram's about. He's modeling everything. So if he's modeling that, then I think we should be willing to give it a go. So I think for me, he can sit there because he's got a face of authority. So he can just sit there in one spot. But I just, you know, walked in and out of the shot a little bit, did some extra things, but made it really, I, I feel like, quite conversational, which is more a TikTok thing you would normally think. So... I don't know. I was quite excited about the success of this reel because I feel like it opens up new mm. avenues within reels. And actually, talking about TikTok, I saw someone on TikTok make a comment uh, this week, and I I thought this was actually quite insightful. The difference between TikTok and Instagram, and I think it's something to a little bit to grapple with and think about. And I'm not sure too much how it's going to apply. But she said TikTok was um, built out of raw video. Like, so mm. people expect to sit there and watch really raw and unprofessional, like just real, you know, uh, stuff that's not really slick. But Instagram was born from photography and beautiful feeds mm. and, you know, beautiful mm. content. You know, everyone used to post their beautiful lunch or, you know, their beautiful beach scene or, you know, those sorts of things. And so the type of people on Instagram are often drawn to something a little bit more visually attractive, yeah. which is why the, what works on TikTok doesn't necessarily work on Reels, That's which interesting. is interesting because Adam Seri is trying to compete very clearly with TikTok. Mm. But they've been born from a different base audience from where they started so that's quite fascinating mm, i thought it was a really interesting comment and i'm not sure where to go with that but 
but I thought so, it was just something to think about. I like that. It does affect things. Hmm. I do like that. But then I think about it and I think about my age group who, you know, 50. Yeah. And I'm really opening that up on TikTok. Like I did mm. some, I've done three posts in the last week where I actually named my name. I've actually put changed my profile to say am old lady at the, at the end <laughs> just to make sure people know that I'm an old lady. You know, I'm just going to own it. But what I, I love think it. of those, yeah, I thought that was good, you know. But a lot of those people have come from Instagram. So I think like there's a ble- there's more of a blend happening. And I do yeah, agree I with you. I think on Instagram, like lighting has to be better. Like I could probably get away with going like reasonably viral, have big views of doing a chatty little storytelling, sitting in a car and TikTok. Mm. If I was doing that on Instagram, I would need to make sure I had my lighting. I did that. So I do a lot of mine that I think can transfer over to Instagram. Um, I've actually just done one. I'm trying to learn how to do storytelling. So I think that will translate to those longer reels really well. Yeah. I just did one this morning talking about here's, and I showed, you know, here's my, my costumes as a 50 year old woman. And this is why I have these costumes. And then I talk about how I got a, like a lead role, but I've read an article in, in 17 magazine when I was like 16, that said that your thighs shouldn't touch when they're next to each other. <laughs> so I gave away the role because my <gasps> thighs touched and didn't want anyone to notice it and how it impacted me. And now I wear costumes all the time to compensate. Like it's like, and it's my therapy. And I kind of like told that story, which I've just told now. So no one's <laughs> going to be wanting here again. But I am trying to find ways to go, here's a story or a truth. I've mm. got 60 seconds. How can I tell this? And punchy yes. little bits and edit it to tell a story that keeps you all engaged in a really simple way, but still only takes a few minutes to make. I feel like that's probably the key to what I did yesterday too. It was like, how can I tell a story that's relatable? That's not my story. How can yes. I put what we're teaching into real world context instead of just do this, mm. but put it into a real world context that everyone kind of relates to. So I think, I think that's a, a real good key. The other thing I discovered on Reels, and it might have been there for a little bit, I have been off a lot over summer, but the ability now not just to add your music, but also to add sound effects. I use oh! them. Oh my gosh. And you can do more than one sound effect. Yes. And you can layer them. And I yes. love it. So I did that yesterday on that Reel. And what that does, it just adds a little bit mm. more, again, a little bit of pizzazz. Trying to find the right word, pizzing, I was going to say. <laughs> so it just adds a little bit more of interest instead of visual interest, audio, yes. audio interest. Um, but those little things, they work similar to transitions. They're enough they do, to just yeah. keep attention. They just keep things, it just brings everything to a slightly higher level. And we're lucky on Instagram. I mean, I know a lot of people hate Instagram Reels because they think it's not as technologically advanced as TikTok or whatever, but I love that they've created this platform. We I can do. actually create video content ourselves. We can add sound effects, mm. we can do these things, and we don't need a degree in video. We can do yeah, it. Yeah, and I mean, you, you, you come from a video company, so you know, yeah. you know. And I, I agree, I used actually a TikTok video that I'd taken the logo off, I put it up, I redid the audio over it. I added a trending sound and I tried, added music and I added a trending filter for one of mine. Yeah. So, one of the things that I heard or I learned was that Instagram, because it's not, it's not just trending sounds that we need to think about. There's trending mm-hmm. filters, there's trending sound effects. Yes. There's a whole lot of different trending things that you can do. And it's using the way that the app wants you to use it. So like, for example, as much as possible, can't always do it. If I'm doing a voiceover, I try and do it within the app. 
because yeah. Instagram prefers it. And actually the sound is really good. Yeah. That's great. So it means sometimes I've got to do a double up. Um, so it's more if I've got like just a pictorial thing, um, I will upload it into the two different ones and use uh, use the organic voiceover app in either one of them to kind of get that sound going. That's, just to kind of do that. That's a really good thought because I, yesterday with that one, I'd filmed it outside of the app and then I did all my effects inside of Instagram. And yes. then I was like, ah, oh, now I haven't got all that on the video. And I don't want to just download the video because you don't, you yes. know, there's music rights and things that you've got to be aware of. Um, but if I take that video, like you're saying, I can re-upload it in TikTok and re-edit it. It's going to look slightly different because it's going to use some TikTok features. Yes. It's going to keep TikTok happy and it's not going to be a carbon copy, but it's going to be that same really good content. So. I think that's another good idea. So while we're on this, I've just typed Notion into the notes here. And I want to talk about this. Um, I am like completely obsessed with this platform. So I am a collector of ideas all the time. I'm always looking at things and working out what to do. And I've started using a app called Notion. Have you heard of it? No, I've never heard of it. So no. you can have it on your phone. You can have it on your laptop and they sync. And so if I find a TikTok or a reel that I like, I just copy the link of it and put it in there and then say why I like it. Because I was like mm. saving things in places, downloading yes. things into my phone, not knowing where they were. <laughs> I also use it if I have a post that goes off, like does really well. Mm. I then like send a link to that notion and let's say this would be a good video. So it's making it better for me to kind of work things out. I just use yes. it as a dumping station. And then when I have my content day, I sit down and I go, here's all the stuff I want to talk about. Now let's go look at Notion. Are there any ideas there that I had that I can translate? And it's really helped me use different ways of doing things that I didn't do before. I love that idea because I'm like you. I've got about five different email addresses they've all gone to, five different <laughs> inboxes. So saved in different folders yes. and I'm like did I save that on TikTok or did I send it to myself or did I send it to my Instagram or my personal Instagram or where did I save it uh, I spent half an hour looking for it yeah and the other thing I really liked about it I'm using it for lots of things and also did things like I had my promo codes I just had like a sticky mm -hmm. note that had them in so I could go there because I didn't have to go back and look up emails um, it has like a reading list. So some I've got like TikToks where someone or a, or a reel or a post where someone's got like really good value. And again, mm. I save those and then I don't come back to them. What I'm doing now is putting yes. them in there and saying why I saved it. So when I go and go, if I want to work on um, content strategy or video tips or something like that, I've got them like catalogs and I can quickly skim through, create my own thing from a summation of all these ideas. Rachel, you're dishing out the gold today. <laughs> Honestly, it's... You're like it's, you're like throwing money around. It's like, oh, I, it's, have this for free. Have this this is what I'm like when I'm not burnt out. Like, like this is, <laughs> this is my non-burnt out life. I, I was like, I don't know how I managed to get anything done last year. I was burnt out for nearly all of last year. I'm not anymore. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is what I used to be like. This is crazy. I, I think a lot of us got burnt out last year. And I don't know if it was yeah. the, all the lockdowns. We didn't even have the lockdowns that you had. But I was, I was like, yeah, you got to the end of the year and I felt yeah, scattered. So I looked at my very last video that I did of the year. I was like, oh my gosh, I look <laughs> like a wreck. I, I was just like, I want people to comment on my stuff. But seriously, if anyone comments my stuff and I have to answer back to them, I will not be interested. <laughs> and I was actually a bit worried coming back into work that Me I would too. not find my energy again. Me but too. I, 
but like you, I'm glad to say I have found it. And yeah, um, yeah I'm happy it's about important. this year. I think in all honesty, part of my, um, the fact that it is easier really is partly because I actually am putting aside time. Like this week's been short and I can feel this tension, but I am mm. putting aside time to actually really work on my own strategy, my own thinking. Mm. And that is definitely making an impact as business owners. We really have to allow ourselves to have time to work on our own business that is really important and for so long I would make it a evening early morning Saturday morning job and that's that's not what I want you guys like anyone else to do and so for us for me to do that was really hypocritical to be honest yeah I yeah. <laughs> well it's easy it, it's easy when it's you easy know to what's do. Happening. easy yeah. to say so I've done it I've done a well the same but different I've and this has really helped me is I've actually brought people into my team to keep me accountable and Very to good. give and to give me many assignments because if I look at everything I will just be overwhelmed I will not do it because yeah. I'm just like well too much but if I can have someone on my team you know even just a handful of hours a week even makes a massive difference to say Sarah can you send me this okay great That's many so assignments I can achieve that you know, we get together, we talk about everything yeah. that's been done, and then they'll send me little mini assignments. Yeah. And I think if you are in business and you're feeling overwhelmed by the big picture, get someone on your team, whether it, even if it's your yes. partner, business partner, someone external, whatever it is, find someone that can help, that, will, that you can discuss the big picture with, and then can send you mini assignments. Because for me, that has really helped my headspace this year when I... Yeah. Because because I am looking at the big picture, I almost I can't drill down into the details because it's my brain can't do both at once. So, but if someone can send me a mini assignment of what I've assigned for them to assign back to me, <laughs> yeah, I do that too. I I think that is but a it's good so much trick. More manageable. Yeah, you don't feel so alone. And like, because I've just finished my book, and I was talking about the new book that I want to do um, with my editor, who's also my daughter. Um, and I said, dude, this time around with the book, I'm going to do it the way I used to do it. I wrote this book pretty much, did the whole thing. And we've, we've actually rechanged a whole lot of it since that first draft, which is why it's not in yet. But the reason that happened was I wasn't, didn't have a mini assignment. Of, and so next year, this year when I write my new book, I'm going to, every time I write a chapter, send it to her. My mini assignment is to send her chapters in particular times yeah. just to get that consistency. Can I show you yeah. what, I, I'm, this is a visual thing. Um, I just did a TikTok on this actually. But I am also very easily distracted. And so what I did is I created myself like a vision book. Oh. And I'm just showing it to you now. But what I do is each part of this is a different part of my business. And I get very easily distracted. So, for example, when I'm working on my book, I've actually got like a two-page of one that I use for my book. And so I use it then. So when I'm like looking into space, it's actually in front of me. And I go, oops, I'm meant to be working on my book. And it helps pull me back. But it's still got like all the motivational ideas in it to help me keep focused. Wow. And that is beautiful. Show that again. That's just, yeah, it's that really beautiful. Pretty. I, I really, I love it actually. So this is kind of like my plan for my big publishing company one day that I haven't done yet that I've got. I've got, I in, love here, it. Um, I've got in here things around just like, coaching programs and kind of what I want to do or focus on so there's bits and pieces around that like what things I might want to do so I, it's kind of it's something I do when I'm feeling a bit frazzled as I sit there with a bit of like paper and I I've got like a New Zealand map here of places that I want to target and talk to and I I, I actually use it as a place to kind of I guess defrag my brain mm. but it also helps me 
when I'm doing the work to reflect and remember that that in my creativity space, this is where I thought I should be with this and this is where I'm headed. So don't get distracted in the task at hand. Yeah. Let someone else worry about the task. Just give you the mini assignment and then you get yes. it out of your head. Can you just, then, you, then it's out of your head. You don't have to think yeah. about it. So this one says new book. You just have to do it. So yes. I often have that there when I'm working on my book. Um, so okay, so we've talked about Instagram. I love that stuff about the reels. Um, mm. I thought I'd just briefly say with TikTok, TikTok. So there was a trend on TikTok, which was seven seconds of putting something there with some text, and it went through like wildfire. And some people got like ten thousand followers overnight by mm. using this trend. I certainly didn't. Um, and. I think one of the things that happened with it is people got stuck on this concept around why it worked. And I want to just go through why it did work. Um, so for two reasons. One, seven seconds. So very short. Yeah. So it's very easy to get to the end. On TikTok, when you watch a video, it automatically loops back. So you've watched the whole thing. You start watching again. The watch time has automatically gone up, which means that TikTok goes, it's a successful video, yeah. pushes it out more. By putting lots of text on it, which actually reels don't like you putting lots of text on it, but on TikTok, no. lots of text on it. It was too long to read. And I worked out fairly early on. If you just press pause, you can, after two seconds, you can read it all and then go away. But most people, they're scrolling, they don't forget, they forget. So they have to read it like four or five times to get it. So it's playing all that time. Again, TikTok goes popular video, pushes it out. Mm. And it's just a reminder that sometimes things aren't best for the brand or yeah. like aren't best, but it's just that that click of the algorithm and it is a reminder to just stay in touch with how the algorithm treats you. So what I did is I went, okay, what I need to do is I need to do some shorter videos under that seven seconds mm -hmm. to kind of push through. So I created a few really punchy ones and they've had quite a lot of shares and reach, but they aren't in that kind of mm -hmm. space. Yeah. That's interesting. I've always been keen on, I, I've always thought of seven seconds as being like a marker in time as well for mm -hmm. if you can, if you can keep a reel under that, I think it's quite difficult. It's to do very difficult. Um, and to do it well, but that is a sweet spot. And same yeah. if you're doing, I think YouTube ads, you don't want them to go on and on no. and on unless it's very, very clever and you're yeah. telling a very good story. You want to keep them really short and succinct if you're doing any kind of you do. video. And and I that's why I took a risk yesterday with doing this long reel. It's awesome. Like, I, it was such a risk. I, but, you know, you've got to try these things. And I've so, decided on the back of that, I might try it for another week and then decide that it was all just a fluke. But <laughs> I've decided on the back of that, I'm going to try and do a bigger one like that maybe once a week, maybe, and see how it goes try that whole um applying something to a real life scenario and doing a longer video once a week and just seeing where that goes and then the rest around that will be shorter probably a little bit more fun and then hopefully have this more hero piece of content mm -hmm. once a week and i'm just going to play with that and see if that does come to anything because because I, I found it quite a surprise i found it i was in fact when i posted it i said to um a, a girl that works with us and my husband I said oh, I even said oh, it's not going to do well <laughs> I said, it doesn't have trending music it's got my own voice it's, it's long but I want to give this a go so yeah funny isn't well, it I think it's really good to try those things and and see if they work um I know that 
I have had success. I, my most popular reel ever on TikTok was almost two minutes long. Oh no, two minutes, mm. 30, 60 seconds, just under 60 seconds long. So it was yeah. just, it was when we first started doing it, it was really long. It was my today in 15, it was quite a long one and it was very successful. On mm. TikTok, one of my most popular ones is almost three minutes long because that's yeah. the maximum time. That's why I got confused. So yes. that, it does, it does, you can do them as long as they are created. And I, I do think there is room to use them in more depth. And I think too, mm. and one of the things I've been really working on is that whole thing between reach and getting that nurtured connected stage and i think they will sometimes those ones will sometimes get reached but what they really do is also really feed your existing audience and bring them in deeper in a way that you can't do with a seven second reel it's it's the carousel version of a video yes it's a yeah. carousel version of video yeah yeah a I like bit that. more in depth yeah um there was another new thing adam siri i like to keep tabs on his posts as you can see yeah it's great um, this I'm just morning I think it was this morning he put out a video about avatars and I was like, oh yeah, avatars, whatever. But he's saying it's going to be really important in the future, your your metaverse avatar, because it will go across different platforms outside of the metaverse. It'll go across all sorts of things. And it's going to be a part of this whole metaverse thing and, a, and you'll be able to attach NFTs to it and really personalize ad products to it and all these weird things with your avatar which to me sounds kind of odd I, I'm not really getting my head around this I don't really get my head around NFTs I'll be honest um but I know there's people here that just are really good at them and uh, have skills in that area that's not my skill but so I, I did go on and created my avatar which you can do go into your account settings you can there's a new place there now called avatar Instagram. on Instagram Oh. And if I tell you, my avatar looks nothing like me. I think they need to add more <laughs> options. <laughs> I, I might try and do that just for fun. I, I mean, there's obviously yeah. they do that on Facebook. They have that kind of avatar thing that you can use for stickers and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, excuse me while I just go and sit under the desk and rock myself to sleep crying for a few hours. Like, I just, I, I understand it. But, you know, one of the things I heard was that Bill Gates said that in three years we'll be living in the metaverse. And I saw this hilarious thing that said, Guys, we're still trying to get people to turn the camera on during Zoom. Yes. You know, like oh I have done gosh, so many yes. Zoom meetings this week where someone's going, sorry, I can't work out how to use the microphone today. That's right. That's right. Which so, metaverse? Who is in this metaverse? I don't know. I think it's just cheeky people like the idea, to be honest. <laughs> and, you know, we probably in five years' time, we'll all be au fait with it. Oh, and, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm just going to be an it. early adopter. That's, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I, it is, yeah, I, I'm not really, I feel like it's something that techie people are loving. Kind of like Google Glasses when they came out all those years ago yes. and they just didn't take off. I feel like it has that potential. <laughs> but we'll probably I think that is very words. true. I think yeah. that is very, very true. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so I think this is awesome. We've been talking for a while, which is, I think it's great. And I am going to put this on our um, podcast. I've worked out how to do that. I was listening to Chris, the sales guy, and I was listening to his podcast and realized it was a live. So I messaged him and said, Chris, how to do that? Because I Google it everywhere. And he goes, oh, it's simple. I've got a carousel post. Here it is. This is how you oh. do it. So I was like, 
we are sorted because it was such a big thing. And, and I know that people like listening to it. It's good to put it on the podcast. So I'm hoping this one will be out next Tuesday so that you can catch it before the next one. Next Friday, I've got Matthew from Hashtag Slayer. Oh. And so, um, so we, I would like to, at our next session after that, we'll talk about some of the stuff I've learned. I'm yes. so converted to Hashtag Slayer. It's such a great thing. I use um, so, and I've got like a little code so people can try it. Um, but I also just want to say, like, one of my goals this year was to grow my YouTube channel. And I'm just going to give you a quick update is my accountability. I'm yes. doing a shit job. Um, I am. Pa- I think I am going through what so many of my clients are going through. I am paralyzed with fear that it's not going to be good enough. Mm. And I'm paralyzed with, like, how to get started and stuff like that. So this week I've made myself to do videos. They have like my intro, which I wanted to do and those are the things. They are not perfect. They are not great. But I'm making myself post not great stuff, little bit shit stuff, just to kind of live and breathe mm. that transition and practice of doing bad stuff to get better. I think that's good. And get someone to give you mini assignments so that you don't look at the whole thing and freak out. I think that is the key. I also spent a lot of money on an adapter so that I have a better camera. However, they didn't arrive. So I still did them with my normal camera, which is just a reminder that sometimes you don't have to spend a lot of money to get the job done. That's right. We may, I think we sometimes use these things as excuses. I totally use them as excuses. <laughs> We're real people. We are. It's been a pleasure as always. We're going to catch up in a fortnight again-ish. Um, to talk about some of these other things. Um, thanks to those right. that, that listened in. If you guys have got questions, let us know. And this will be on the podcast very soon. How exciting. Cool. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. Bye. I hope that you enjoyed this bonus episode of me, Rachel Claver, and Sarah Galbraith from The Social Approach enjoying talking about the changes that are happening in social media and how we're applying them to our business. We'll be back again on Friday with our normal programming, but please listen out for these episodes around about once a fortnight if you want to hear a down-to-earth work-through of what's new, what's hot, what's working, what's not in your business with social media changes. See you on Friday. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.